give me the flats at dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Yep. With that beer pour, it is another Monday night edition of the Kayak Fishing Radio Interweb Radio Only Show. I don't even know what that was just there, but we'll go with it. I'm your host, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Not joining me tonight is Pepe Vidal. He's not feeling well, so he's uh, called in sick this evening. I'm sure we'll get some uh, some of our typical local callers to call in. And uh, we'll go to those guys once they call. Guests, if you're in the chat room or you're just now logging in and you're listening to the show for the first time, you can log in using your Twitter account or your Facebook account into the chat room. Uh, also, if you'd like to call and get involved in the conversation, the number, as always, is 714-816-4727. 714-816-4727. And that's pretty much it. All right, so tonight, a little bit something different here. I'm in a new studio location, located directly next door to the Levi household. I'm at this, the world-famous 6030. Yeah, it's pretty much like a nightclub. <laughs> I got my buddy, I got my buddy Doug with me. Say hi, Doug. Hello, everybody. That's Mr. Doug Robertson, not to be confused with the Duck Dynasty Robertsons. See, Tammy Wilson's in the chat room. Tammy, let me know that you can hear me in there. I would greatly appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody who showed up this past Saturday to KBB Outfitters. We had a decent little turnout for uh, a couple of seminars that we did. Um, the first seminar of the day was put on by Tammy Wilson and Vicki Saley uh, over, at, uh, over at the river. <clears throat> it was an on-the-water fishing class for ladies only which worked out pretty well from all all the uh, responses that I talked to or all the ladies I talked to, their responses about the uh, the um, seminar itself went really well. Tammy was really pleased, so that was good. Um, <clears throat> followed that up with a live sheephead seminar. Yeah, live sheephead, Doug. Alex Gurichki, Captain Alex Gurichki, the one and only brought the bar to a different level. He brought in a live sheephead to my shop in a Rubbermaid tote, which was pretty interesting. That was Timothy. Indeed, Tammy Wilson is correct. Timothy, the crab-munching sheephead. Yeah, he he would look pretty tasty. He was a good-sized sheephead. We, we had the grill fired up, cooked up some hot dogs, some boudin, and uh, I thought about filleting the old Timothy up and throwing him on the on the grill, but he got a pardon, so he got to go back. But uh, as always, Alex Gritschke puts on one heck of a seminar. I know everyone who showed up was able to take away something that made uh, 
take away something that would make for a better experience next time out on the water, especially looking for tasty creatures to eat out of the river like sheephead. Uh, right after Alex's seminar, I, I went ahead and threw together a real quick flounder fishing seminar, and then uh, we topped off the night with a fly tying class hosted by Steve, sorry, Stephen, whatever, OG Lester from Wild Florida Outdoors. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we had a decent little turnout for that. Learned to tie a couple new patterns. Um, over at the shop, just so you guys know, we're going to make this a monthly thing. I want to do uh, a number of seminars on the first Saturday of each month. And then follow that up with a fly tying class. So, with all that being said, uh, January... We will not be doing a seminar slash fly tying class the first Saturday of the month because I will be down in Flamingo, hopefully ripping fish's faces off. So there is that. Um, that sucks. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll do it the second Saturday in in January. And then we'll revert right back to the first Saturday in February going on through for the rest of the year. So mark it on your calendar if you want to uh, check it out. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to give us an idea of what you'd like to learn, if there's a species specific that you'd like to find out more about or a tactic or a style of fishing or whatever the case may be, feel free to let us know, and we'll be more than happy to do that. As always, my email address, you can reach me at redfishchuck at hotmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Redfish Chuck. I should pop up. Um, also, you can hit up uh, Stephen O.G. Lester. And if you haven't already, please go and like Wild Florida Outdoors. And then also uh, KB KBB Outfitters and Kayaks by Bo on Facebook. I definitely would appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Today, typically Monday fun day for me. Uh, Monday fun day was indeed fun day. Uh, not so much in the way of fishing. The weather here in Central Florida right now is gloomy at best. Uh, it's It's been raining on and off all day long, drizzling, whatever. Um, but I had the distinct uh, opportunity. Distinct opportunity? Whatever. My English is all jacked up. That probably has something to do with what's located inside my Yeti Rambler. Um... I had the opportunity to cast, I don't know, 10 or 20 fly rods today. They were all prototypes. We have a um, American Tackle is coming out with a new fly rod blank called the Prosciutto blank. For those of you that are not familiar with the Prosciutto blank, that is the same blank that I'm currently using on all my spinning rods um, that were built by Adventurous Custom Rods. Our good friend Derwood Roberts over there at Adventurous Custom Rods uh, is a wizard when it comes to building rods. But so anyhow, um, we've they American Tackle is coming out with everything from a two weight all the way up to a twelve weight. Uh, today I got to play with a two weight. That was fun. A three no no three I didn't throw a three. A two weight a four weight a five weight a six weight a seven weight and an eight weight. Yeah, a lot of casting. Shoulders a little jacked up at the moment. But let me tell you something. If you're a fly fisherman 
or you're thinking about getting into fly fishing, I can tell you that the price point in which these rods, when they're built out by a custom rod builder, or if you decide to build them yourself, the price point that these rods should sell at will, will make you want to go out and buy a couple of them. All right. Um, I can only compare rods to other rods that I've thrown, but let me tell you something. There wasn't a rod one that I threw today that I didn't like as much, if not more, than the current rods I'm throwing. Excuse me, I'm casting. Well, that was disgusting. Um, the two weight, right? Two weight rod, typically here in Florida, not a whole lot you're going to use the two weight for. Maybe some bluegill or some brim, um, maybe some small bass and that kind of thing. I will straight up say it right now. I would throw that two weight at a redfish, at a trout, at a black drum, at a small snook, at small tarpon. I threw probably 50, 60 feet of line on a two-weight today. Yeah. Name of the rod. The name of the rod is, there isn't a name for it yet. It's just a prosciutto blank is the uh, is the blank. Um, they're not out yet. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, we're, they're still doing the uh, product testing stage. So um, Ben Stein from over at American Tackle contacted me and asked if uh if uh I was interested in getting out and throwing some of these rods and um I was of course uh it's very interesting to have an opportunity to uh not prosciutto not like the delicious cured ham prosciutto with a b is in bravo prosciutto prosciutto Prosciutto. <laughs> Say it three times fast. Um, anyhow, uh, when when Ben got a hold of me and asked me if I'd be interested in helping him out and putting in my, my input on the rods, of course, I, I jumped at the opportunity. Um, by the way, thank you, Ben, if you're listening to the show. I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity and uh, just the fact that you were kind enough to allow me to uh, partake in that. That was pretty awesome. So, yeah, threw a two-weight, 50, 60 feet, man, into the wind today. I mean, I was able to double-haul a two-weight into the wind. I know that's kind of, you know, Spanish or French to you, Doug, but that's impressive. That, that's crazy. That just doesn't really happen. So, um, the four-weight felt much like a five-weight, um, but loaded really nice. The four-piece rod loaded really nice, uh, very fast. Um, the five felt like the six. The six felt like it should have been a seven. The seven felt like it should have been an eight. And the eight, to be honest with you, and this was the part of the thing that I like the most about what took place today, the eight honestly needs to be redesigned. Um, I didn't really care for the feel of the eight in a four-piece, nor did I really care for the feel of the eight in a two-piece. Um, the seven, the six, the five, the, the four, and the two uh, were very impressive. Um, a few things that could be tweaked on all of them, I think, but for the most part, uh, at the price point where these these blanks should retail for, and again, what these what the custom guys should be able to build it for, 
um, I think that there's a good opportunity there for, for people to be able to get a really, really good quality fly rod for not a whole lot of money. Something that's going to really, truly perform like the big dollar sticks. So, But I've talked here for a little while now. I'm going to go ahead and jump over. We're going to hit a quick little commercial break here from our friends from BTT, Bonefish Tarpon Trust, and then uh, we'll be back in just a minute here on Kayak Fishing Radio, Monday Night Kickoff. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Yeah, because I'm only halfway to awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. There you go. Tarbone.org. If you want to check out Bonefish Tarpon Trust, great organization that's trying to help protect uh, three key game fish species here in Florida. The bonefish, the permit, and of course the almighty tarpon. Uh, I had Dr. Aaron Adams here on the show, uh, probably now, goodness, two, maybe three years ago on the show. Um, I think it's about time I revisit that and see if I can't get him to come back on the show again. See what's changed with Bonefish Tarpon Trust and what they're what they're what they got going on nowadays. Without further ado, I'd like to bring on. A man, a myth, a legend. This guy truly needs no introduction. See if we can find some really cool music for him, because I'm just going to give him an introduction anyway, because he's awesome. Captain Alex Garichki. That's so ridiculous. What's up, brother? You should see my dance to my intro music. It's kind of Carlton meets White Boy Can't Dance meets uh, the Icky Shuffle. The Icky Shuffle. That that's actually uh, Mr. Greg Becker's intro, typically used, but you know it, it fits you too, brother. How's it going, man? Really good, really good, man. I'm uh, hunkered down on this windy, rainy kind of nasty night. Windy, rainy, nasty night. However, today. I saw that you went out and you got some clients on some pretty awesome fish. Yeah, there was definitely some quality to be found. Um, not as much quantity as I typically like to uh, have. Uh, it was a little slow at times. Um, but when we found the fish, they were there and uh, willing. And uh, thank goodness we got a couple of really nice ones. We got one black drum, probably a 25-pound class, somewhere in there. Um, really, really solid fish and we sight fished the thing in a foot and a half of water, and they were tails up, backs out. You know how they get, Chuck. Backs out of the water. Uh, the guy was the gentleman I had on the boat on the on his kayak was uh, was Paul's brother-in-law, and he's from Iowa, I believe. Um, and he certainly ain't never seen nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Far cry from a smallmouth, huh? Oh, yeah, and it was, uh, it even topped, he was pretty blown away. It topped, uh, his biggest fish to date was an amberjack out of the West Coast at about 19 pounds, and it, it uh, he said it put a stomping on that, so. Not the, not the fight, but size-wise. Because <laughs> nothing, nothing pulls harder than a reef donkey. Exactly, exactly. 
So that's cool, man. You guys were able to dodge some rainstorms most of the day, or did you guys get absolutely drenched? Oh, no, we got completely soaking wet. Um, there was pretty much no no dodging it. Uh, and as the little rain squalls pushed through, the wind would kind of pick up a little bit and blow from any of 360 degrees that we had out there today because I felt everything from a west wind to east to south to north and everything in between. Um it was uh, interesting, and then, of course, in in, uh, in true cottonfish fashion, we got absolutely drenched loading the kayaks up. Completely drenched. I mean, head to toe drenched. So it was fun. <laughs> Everybody had a good time. That's what's important. Cheers and smiles all around, my friend. Cheers and smiles all around. I like it. I like it, dude. You got to understand. I've got. I've got your your buddy Doug Robertson sitting here with me, and uh, <laughs> so I'm pushing all the fun buttons. I normally don't push very often, just because uh, you know I'm I'm kind of showing off. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you got somebody watching, so you gotta you gotta make it look official. <laughs> there you go. How to, <laughs> to pour another drink. I uh, wanted to thank. I thanked you earlier in the show. I want to thank you again, brother, for coming over to the shop and putting on that great seminar and bringing uh, your friend with you over to the uh, store. Uh, yes, the uh, valiant and always beautiful Mister Bucktooth Timmy. Um, Bucktooth Timothy Timmy. the crab. Yeah, Timothy the crab crushing sheep's head man. He was um, he was a trooper, and he only made me bleed once during the seminar, which was awfully nice of him. Um. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's uh, we have a saying in my family, and you know, Chuck, you know, our fishing prowess goes generations deep. Um, and uh, and we have a saying that it's not a good time or there ain't going to be a fish caught unless a, unless a Garitsky bleeds. And uh, there was a Garitsky bleeding at that seminar, so <laughs> we had a good time, that's for sure. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I was a little disappointed, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have mad respect for you that you pardoned. Timothy and let him go back to his natural habitat. I was kind of hoping we were going to be able to uh, we're going to be able to um, what was going to say uh, cook him up on the grill, turn him into a sandwich, <laughs> turn him into a fish sandwich, sandwiches. Yeah, you know, we, me and Timothy, we spent some long hours over that over the night, you know, bonding in the side of the house behind the boat. Um, there was a full moon that night, so, you know, we had that full moon thing going, and, and uh, you know, we sat, we watched a movie for a little while, and and me and Timothy just kind of really struck it off, so I had to I had to let old Timothy go swimming back to his little sheep's head friends. There you go. That's good. Sometimes you just have to do that. Uh, listen, real quick, we're going to hit a little 10-second spot, and when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas wish list. So get thinking about that, Alex. What's on your your Christmas wish list that's fishing or kayaking related? Could be boating related too. The heck with it. Um, here's a little spot for yakangler.com. We'll be back in about 10 seconds. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. Of course, folks, if you haven't checked out Yakangler Flow. Try that again, Chuck. Of course, if you haven't checked out yakangler.com, 
please go ahead and do so. Adam Hayes and Mark Wananabe, the owners of yakangler.com, have put together one of my personal favorite online resources for all things kayak fishing. Um, great group of folks that are on there. They have a great forum. They've got all kinds of things going on. Of course, they're also the people who put on the legendary boondoggles. So keep in, ta- keep in tabs with what's going on there with the boondoggles. I know the next one to come is in February down in Flamingo. And then it will be followed up by October out in Louisiana. So for all things kayak fishing related or boondoggle related, feel free to jump on over to yakangler.com, your ultimate kayak fishing resource. There you go. Boondoggle. Boondizzle. It, it's hard it's so, hard to deny the wonderful time that is a boondoggle. A boondoggle is what you make it, right? It is. It is everything that you make it. It can go very south or it can go very <laughs> north. <laughs> well, I would say if there was one thing that people should know about a boondoggle that came up at the last boondoggle. Apparently some folks missed the memo. Boondoggles are, for all intents and purposes, a party. A giant party, a reason to get out and drive to a different location you've probably ever fished, meet some really cool kayak fishing folk, and, you know, just sharing some fellowship and talking about fishing and kayaking and all things plastic boats. Sometimes that means that grown adults who normally have to watch their kids all the time get a little crazy and break loose a little bit. Sometimes there's alcohol involved. Sometimes there's, you know, bicycles and and four-wheelers and crazy stuff going on. Sometimes, you know, people tell other people cops are here and people run for their lives and flip-flops down a boardwalk and then eat a fence. And sometimes people wear helmets for, I mean, uh, 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 swing set helmets and all kinds of things. Right, Alex? Absolutely. Watch out for that fence, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. So, I whooped that fence's butt, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> it didn't stand a chance. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if if it's nine o'clock at night or nine thirty, and your neighbors at the Boondoggle are having a good time and they're partying and they're laughing and joking and carrying on, and you feel the need to sleep. I would suggest the next time you go to a boondoggle, you probably stay in a hotel. Or just forget about sleep. (laughs) Or bring some earplugs. Or take part in the festivities. Don't be a Scrooge McScroogerson. All right? Nobody likes that. I was trying to get my karaoke on, and some guy told me that they were trying to go to sleep at 9.30 at night. And I'm like, really? (laughs) 9.30 at night? Trying to go to sleep at a... Boondoggle? Well, I'll be by to shake your tent later. So, <laughs> and if you're anywhere near Steve Lester, just refuse to do the beer bong because he'll drink it for you. We found that out. If you tell Steve I don't want it, I'm good. He'll he'll just shrug his shoulders and drink the beer for you. So it's it works out for him and everybody else too. <laughs> it works out for all parties involved. There you go. So, apparently Tammy's having some technical difficulties with the show tonight. I'm not sure what's going on there. I apologize, Tammy. 
Hopefully get that resolved. Christmas wish list. Hold on. I got a sound bite. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by. so ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't it crazy that I've been doing this as long as I've been doing this, and it's just the stupid little buttons, they never get old. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to tonight's presentation of Kayak Fishing Radio. In the local news today, uh, little Timmy threw some cake at his buddy, and now he's on the naughty list. No, I don't know. Listen, if you had an opportunity to pick anything at all to be given for Mm -hmm. Christmas, Anything at all, Christmas gift, Christmas wish list. What would be at the top of your list, Alex, of products that you may or may not have seen in the last couple of weeks or, you know, right after ICAST that are new for 2015? Is there anything on your wish list that you would care to share with the community? Go. I've got one thing. I've got one thing and one thing only, and uh, it's not a hard one for me. I want a dang 2015 Hobie Kayaks Outback. That's the there only you go. thing I want. 2015 yeah. Hobie Outback. That's that's not that's not too much to ask, right? No, it's not. No, um, I had the uh, I had the the joy of fishing next to my client today, who was in his 2015 Hobie Outback, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got a little jealous. Little jelly. Yeah, just a bit. Doug says you stole his idea. Doug says that's what he wanted for Christmas. Doug, we can get a pair of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So a 2015 Hobie Outback. Is, do you have a like a number two on your list? Like, so your wife can get you the Outback. What's your mom and dad going to get you? Or the kids going to get you? What's that? What's that? All right, this is this is something that I kind of talked to you a little bit about um, the other day when I asked you to uh, to order me a couple spools of line, um, and I would would like a really really um, and I'm air quoting right now with all the tequila in me, I've been able to get my hands above my head and air quote right now. Stop drinking um, all my booze. <laughs> No, don't worry. It's just the good stuff we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> good. But anyways, um, Ultralight. I've been uh, – Jeremy, you know Jeremy. He's uh, Jeremy Witsit. He's been one of my best friends since seventh – he has been my best friend since seventh grade. Um, we've literally been through everything you can imagine, fishing together, diving, everything else. Um, and he's gotten on a little Ultralight kick lately. And I would like a really nasty, sick ultralight combo. Nasty. I mean, I'm talking. Because I've gotten, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, yet again, feeling a little jelly. You know, you and Steve got the the year on the fly, and you're going hard on the fly fishing. And, and I love fly fishing, but I had my, you know, I had my, my fair share of it um, out there on Pine Island Road growing up with those tarpon. Um, and I've had my fun with a fly rod. But uh, I've not done much with some true ultralight. I'm talking four-pound mono, 
you know, right. real ultralight. But a good, nice reel, good smooth drag to where I can actually, you know, accomplish. And I'm not talking about IGFA record setting to where I just fill a normal reel up with four-pound pass. Um, I'm talking about actually ultralight and uh, and trying to get some, some good fish on it out of the river. Mostly out of the river, mostly for sight fishing. But, um, you know, just that, that lighter setup. I'm, I'm really wanting to kind of gear towards that. And, uh, and that's just for my own personal. Of course, that's not has nothing to do with the guiding and taking people out catching fish because I do that every day. But um, those days when I'm not out guiding, you know, I go fishing. And um, and for me personally, I'm wanting to kind of maybe dip the toes in the ultralight a little bit. Nice. Yeah, I love the ultralight fishing, man. I've got a couple sweet little ultralight combos that <clears throat> I usually bust out in the wintertime and get after those belly crawling redfish and stuff like that with but i'll tell you what today after throwing the two weights uh the two weight the four weight and the five weight i really really want to you know do some of that i really would love to um target some of our fish in shore with the super super lightweight fly stuff i think it's uh yeah i think it's good that's good fun stuff, you know. I mean, especially if you're talking, um, you know. I just, I don't know. I, I see the the heartbreak coming with something like a two weight on that 35 inch red. You got tailing in front of you, and you're like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm dropping the two weight on this sucker, and that's that right. just seems it seems like heartache waiting to happen. Well, you, the thing is, you're gonna have to be prepared to chase it. With oh, a two weight yeah. rod and, and a forty something inch redfish, you're gonna have to be prepared to haul butt. That's scientific word, by the way. Scientific phrase. Haul butt. Uh cool. Well, there you go. That's a couple of good things. Um actually something I've been looking for for a long time and I've been hoping that Santa or somebody will bring one to me. Um Wife, maybe Jess, hint, hint, mom, dad, whoever wants to purchase it for me, listeners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, there's a new company out called Fugu, not Fubu, Fugu. So I'll spell that uh, phonetically. That's Foxtrot Uniform Golf Oscar Oscar, F-U-G-O-O. Fugu. Uh, Fugu is a company that makes a waterproof and rugged Bluetooth-capable speaker. So if we should so decide to listen to some tunes while you're fishing or you want to go camping and you want to have some sound with you, some music to listen to, you want to run it off your phone or whatever, it has forty. It has a 40-hour lifespan, continuous play for 40 hours on one set of batteries. Which is pretty pretty awesome. Um, it's it's a 360 degree six speaker audio system. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think they're based out of California. The company you can check them out at fugu.com is their website. Um, yeah, there you go. So uh, that would probably be at my top of my list. I really don't need anything this year or really have any desires to to get anything other than that maybe. 
But uh, and uh, and oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by yet another one of my neighbors. He just so happens to own the studio in which I'm sitting in right now. The man, the myth, the legend who owns the 6030, the place you want to be. It's VIP only most of the time, so you got to call ahead and see if there's any reservations you can make. <laughs> John. Whatever. So, so, yeah, hold on. Here we go. Second, my second uh, Christmas wish list item. I'm only going to do two tonight. We'll do a couple more next Monday. Uh, would be a spot device. For those of you that don't know what a spot device is, basically a spot device is it's going to save your life device. It's pretty much what it is. That's what they should call it, the save your life device. Spot device is basically like an EPIRB, but on a smaller level for a guy who may go hiking or or mountain biking, or whatever the case may be, um, kayaking, fishing, whatever, it allows you to be um, found. It shoots off a signal with the GPS coordinates of your location. I believe you can also use the spot device to send a text. Um, really cool little device. Most of the time, with the membership for the spot device, you can get the actual device itself for free. I don't like to promote them or use their name very often, but Bass Pro Shops is one that tends to have those kinds of coupons available for the spot device. Uh, I know we get a lot of guys who um, <laughs> I know we get a lot of guys who like to uh, go offshore in their kayaks and go down south and fish some of the extreme tournaments and those types of things, um, or go out past the breakers here and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, if you if you're doing that without having a GPS or a uh, waterproof DHF radio or even a spot device or a small EPIRB or something like that, you're taking your life into your own hands. Not so much up here because typically you're not going to go out very far. There's not a there's not a whole lot of stuff to get into. What's the number? The number to call in is seven one four eight one six forty seven twenty seven seven one four eight one six forty seven twenty seven. Um, yeah, if you're down south and you're fishing off the coast down there, you know, you might find yourself in a situation where you hook a big sailfish or you hook a big wahoo or a big dolphin or something like that, and it drags you, you know, a few, uh, another extra mile or two out past where you hooked them, um, which isn't too hard to conceive, especially assuming as the fact that, um, your kayak is basically a sled out there in the ocean. Most of the, most of us can't put any pressure on big fish like that from a kayak, unless you turn the kayak sideways. That's for a different show. So anyway, so you get towed out into the Gulf Stream since down there it's so close, and uh, say fish jumps out of the water and, and dislodges you from the kayak, right? Hits you in the head, knocks you out of the boat, whatever, or comes at you and helps to roll you out of the boat. If uh, if that should happen, okay, if that should happen, first things first, you should be tied off to your kayak. Here's a thought, right? Surfers leash themselves off to their surfboards a lot of times. Do you do that? Only when it's big. Yeah, well, I have a nasty habit of not doing it. 
My 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 peer riddle board can tell you about that. <laughs> the board that has been beaten up by the peer. Um well, you know, tether yourself off to your kayak if you're gonna go out and it might be a little sketchy or you know even if it's not so sketchy, I would still tether yourself off in some some way, shape or form. Um Chuck Chuck, what? you actually you actually coined a term for me and I even use it to this day. And uh, I believe it went something along the lines of the ocean is trying to kill you. Yeah. At every turn, the ocean is trying to kill you. And, um, you know, it's it's so simple. I had me, me and a client got drugged. I brought it up on my phone and, uh, and point-to-pointed it on my GPS, and we were exactly five miles off the beach. We started maybe a mile off the beach, and that was with a big tarpon. And uh, you get out there, and a nasty storm whips up, and... You got nowhere to go. You got nothing to see. You're in bad situation real quick. So that's good. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Listen, I, I've been I've I've fished the ocean long enough to know, as you have, that um, if it starts to look kind of gray over the ocean or a little darker than that, it's probably a good time to get off the water. <laughs> the ocean is nothing to play with. It's not like the river where it's going to get kind of choppy and you can just kind of ride it around or you know beat yourself through it. Um, I've been out in my when I used to have my boat. Um, I've been out there in a tw- it was 27 foot long center console and had it kick up from nothing flat glass to probably 5 to 6 foot in a matter of a few minutes so it, it doesn't take long for sure and if you should get this lodged again from your boat boat floats off first of all if you've ever jumped off a boat into the ocean just any any boat, right? If you ever jumped in the water to swim around and have a good time, whatever, and then you turn around and look for the boat, it's drifted away from you. And if you've ever tried to swim to the boat, it 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 feels like you're not gaining any ground on it. It's like a, it just it's drifting as fast as you can swim. Sometimes, right? Oh yeah, right. So. Same thing as if you go down on the beach and you go out and you, you body surfer, you are a boogie boarder or you're a surfer. It's the same thing. You put in, say, it second light. Next thing you know, you're a couple of miles down the beach before you know it. It just happens. So if you get knocked out of your kayak and you don't have a ditch bag, something you can grab real quick and uh, you even boogie, bro. <laughs> um Anyway, if you get if you should get knocked, I used to do that all the time because I hated surfers. So I'd ride. I was a sponger. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at me. I'm going home. <laughs> Doug's leaving. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm not kidding. So anyway, I was awesome. I had fins. It was cool. Did 360s, barrel rolls. Sweet. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. Anyways, so yeah. Um, if you if you have a ditch bag with you or a dry bag with you and you get knocked out of your kayak or your kayak flips over, 
um, and you can grab that on your way out, it's probably a pretty good idea. Um, and having that spot device is a, is is a is a almost a necessary tool, or having some way to communicate with the shore. Um, your typical safety gear, your whistle, life jacket, right? Paddle, obviously you have to have a paddle. If you're in pedals, you should have a paddle regardless. Um, really doesn't do you any good in, in the ocean. So you can blow on a whistle all you want to. If you're two miles off the beach, ain't nobody hearing that whistle being blown. Um, so flare kit and things like that, it's not a bad idea. Also, packing an anchor in your kayak uh, could potentially save your life. If you should be fighting, let's, let's just say, a 140-pound, 150-pound tarpon, and he jumps in your lap, and he knocks your paddle out of the other side of the kayak, and you don't realize it until your paddle's now gone. Unless you're physically fit to the point to where you can lay down on that on your kayak and paddle it like a surfboard, right? Or you don't have pedals, you're pretty much done. <laughs> I mean, you're just gonna drift around, float around for a while. I mean, how are you gonna get back in? You're gonna swim back in if you're a couple miles off the beach. I don't think that's gonna happen. So, those old cheap you know, little foldable type anchors is all you really need and just a lot of rope. Eventually, it'll catch the bottom. I mean, it doesn't matter if you drift for another half a mile. Eventually, you'll stop. And so what I would suggest is on your Christmas wish list for your wife because this will this will actually be one of those things. See, how I'm going to work this out now for you, everyone listening, including Tammy. Um, the ladies can, can utilize this little trick too. If you're planning on going out past the breakers, and it's, since it's Christmas time and it's time for people to buy you gifts, make a safety package your wish list gift, right? You tell your wife, listen, I want to come home to you at the end of the day. I don't want to drown out there. I want, I don't want to get found bloated, floating up on the beach, half eaten up by sharks and jellyfish and anything else that wants to consume your rotting corpse after being lost in the ocean for a while. I, I want to come home to you and the kids. I love you dearly. These are the things that can help me do that in case the worst happens. Come on. Everybody prepares for, uh-oh, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that something bad might happen in our lives, so we probably have a savings account for that, a rainy day fund or whatever the case may be. You should have a, a backup plan, a safety plan, every time you go out in the water. See? There you go. So, honey... Here, I'll I'll demonstrate. This is the conversation you have. Ready? I will act like I'm talking to my wife. Psst, psst. Hey. Hey, are you awake? What? Is what she would say. I want some safety equipment for Christmas, so this way here I can come home to you and the kids at the end of the night. And it's preferred, by the way, if you do this while she's tired. Because if she's sleeping, almost in sleep, she'll agree to whatever just to get you to shut up, right? And then you just remind her the next day that she said, yeah, absolutely, that was a great idea, right? Makes sense, right? Right? All right. I need a flare kit. I need a VHF radio. I need a handheld GPS. Maybe a spot device. I need an anchor. I need 200 foot of parachute cord, one of them little electric wheel things for the extension cords. You know what I'm talking about? Little wheel thing, put your hands in, wheel, 
turn the little wheel around. See? Those types of things, great Christmas gifts. And it's things you probably want to buy yourself anyway, but have a hard time justifying spending that kind of money on those types of things. But it's a brilliant idea for a Christmas gift. Why? Because now she can feel or he can feel like they're contributing to your safety. How can you say no to that? Right? How can you say no to that? You can't say no to that. Not a fan of anchoring beyond the breakers on a kayak. Anchored down against the swells, wake, rough waves, and sudden ocean changes. Well, here's the difference here. Okay? If you don't anchor yourself and you don't have a way to communicate with the shoreline that is very clear, by the time you tell the Coast Guard that your location is 86.342.79 by 45.07, blah, 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 you've already drifted. By the time they get out there looking for you, ten, 5 to 10 miles up the coastline. You know how hard it is to spot a kayak on the ocean? I'm just saying. It's a big kayak. I mean, it's a big ocean. It's a big kayak, too. It's a big ocean. So, you know, if, you, if you're nervous about anchoring offshore, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You need to go to YouTube. You need to look up Kayak Kevin from Virginia Beach. And you need to watch what Kayak Kevin does to fish for redfish on a shoal in four to five foot waves. You've seen it, right, Alex? Oh, yeah, I've seen him do it. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. But it works. It works. The guy will deploy an anchor, get himself hung, get himself set, and he sits in, he's basically sitting in the waves. He's got four and five foot swells breaking over his lap, hitting him in the chest, and he's sitting there fishing for giant redfish on the shoals with using a whole blue crab. It's the craziest thing you'll ever see. <clears throat> but to me, that's one of those things. It's like if I'm stopped, if the boat's no longer drifting, and I say my location is X, I could sit there for five hours, and my location's still going to be X, and they'll be able to come right to where I'm at pick me up so something to think about and that the reason why I use parachute cord is because it's nice and thin worst case scenario you know you do you do hang the anchor and tidal conditions change the ocean conditions change you're getting a little nervous it just takes a flick of the wrist with a knife to cut through parachute cord worst case scenario you could probably chew through it if you really had to take a while but <laughs> Chew through it like a little squirrel. Uh, what if you have? What if you have none of that stuff? What if you have none of that stuff? Steve Lester says, if you don't have any of those safety equipment type items, and something bad happens to you offshore, well, do me a favor and please leave all of your fishing gear and your kayak to me and your will. Go ahead and get that set up now. And what we'll do is we'll we'll sell your gear for you. And we'll uh, donate the proceeds to your funeral fund. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to be nasty about it, but I mean, in reality, it's uh, it's true, man. I mean, we lost, I think, what, two years ago, we lost four kayakers off the coast here. Mm -hmm. So, it can happen. 
No explanations. Just kayak washes up one day. Oh, I guess Billy didn't make it home last night. You know, uh, float plans. Those are important. I, this is weird. We went from Christmas wish list into like this whole safety talk, but safety briefings will follow the show for all. Um, the uh, <laughs> the um, the idea of having those safety equipment items with you just makes just makes sense. It's a very small investment for the oh crap moment. I think I bit off more than I can chew and I'm a little scared and I want to go home. Like just I'm going to be honest with you. Twice I've been offshore and uh honestly didn't think we were going to make it back. Twice. And one time I was leaving Sebastian Inlet and I thought we were going to die at the mouth of the inlet. So <laughs> Um, yeah, you just never, you just never know. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, uh, go with a large group. Of course, you never want to fish offshore by yourself. Don't fish offshore in a kayak by yourself. That's the stupidest thing you can do. Um, cause obviously you don't have a float buddy with, you, you don't have somebody who's got your back. Like when I hooked that big red fish a couple months ago, Alex came out and floated along with me while I fought the fish because he was in a brighter colored kayak than I was. So it helped for people to be able to see us. We were right near the channel in Port Canaveral, but that was a good way to, to kind of work together to keep us both safe. So that kind of thing, it would be, uh, yeah. Uh, will they shoot you if you wash up on the beach on the Cape side? Uh, no, they won't. They won't shoot you right away. But if you, I've got a story. Yeah, I know a couple of people. Go ahead. They will not shoot you right away. However, if you don't comply with their demands immediately, they will probably pop a shot. Uh, yeah. we, we watched a couple pitch a boat in the surf just north of, of the North Jetty. And uh, they were trying to get up to get inside and get them a rope. And basically we told them to go shove it. You know, there's a, a certain a certain point, and it's, it's you know, it's a, a situation you could come into as a kayaker in the ocean um, even as a group, uh, you could come across a boat that may be stranded um, or something of that nature. Um, that's where having that VHF radio can help somebody else. Um, you know, maritime law states that you should help any any boater in distress up and to the point that it puts you, your vessel, or your passengers at any risk. Um, we watched those guys put their boat on the beach and couldn't help them, couldn't do anything for them because it would have put our boat on the beach. Um, within five minutes, the <laughs> the Cape cops were there, and uh, and they dealt with with that issue along with the issue of their boat being washed up on the beach. Um, you know, they they won't shoot you right out the gate, but I'm sure if you went running around crazy like you were going after a launch pad, they'd probably take a shot at. <laughs> running around crazy like you're going after a launch pad? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. like yelling Taliban stuff <laughs> as you're running up the beach. <laughs> no, uh, listen, it's it. This is that's actually a very good topic right there. That's actually a very good point to bring up tonight with all that's going on in the United States news, everything that's going on around the country with law enforcement and people are are all freaked out and everything else. Um, yeah, pretty much. If you do what the cop tells you to do, he you're not going to get shot. And that goes well for the cape. That's a good point. If you if the guys. If the guys in the ghillie suits come sliding down the dune with their AR-15s pointed at your forehead and the dude in the Jeep with the 50 cal slides up and he says, 
show me your hands. You show your hands, and you probably won't get shot. If you do anything other than what they tell you to do on federal property, you're probably going to get shot. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, you, I've had many interactions with uh, gentlemen uh, standing at the ready with a 50 cal on, on the front end of a boat. And um, frankly, you do what the guy with the big gun says, um, especially if they're they're in a point of authority. And yeah. uh, typically, they're just going to tell you to get out of the way or don't do this or don't do that. But um, you know, they're uh, they're there for our safety. Um, one thing I, I I that bums me out about the port is they don't put as much credit into uh, you know those of us that fish it regularly and spend a lot of time out there and, and to what we uh, what we we see and and what you know how asset what kind of asset we could be to them but uh they uh you know you definitely do what the guy with the 50 cal says at all terms you know <laughs> it's just it's, that's simple self-preservation yeah yeah anytime i look around like when we're leaving the port and the sub the the sub's about to leave right and you look over and here comes the the patrol boat with the 19 and a half year old somebody standing on the bow with his hands on the 50 caliber rifle kind of freaks you out a little bit <laughs> 19 years old with the ability to be able to blow a hole through your entire boat <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of scary sometimes but anyhow enough about that we're almost to the top of our hour already i got to take a second to thank my uh my good friend and neighbor John Healy for allowing me to utilize the 6030 office and studio uh, for tonight's shenanigans. Uh, this show is brought to you in part by Express Scripts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Express Scripts is, uh, has funded the studio here. We should have like a banner like they do in the actual real radio stations. It's just like, I guess, a big pile of pills or something. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Um, so... Yeah. <laughs> what is this, Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, right, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, that's how I stay up to do the show. I just keep popping pill. No, I'm kidding. It's free samples, by the way. Awesome. I'm just kidding, John. Totally kidding. John, I- I've asked that he told me there are none, so he- he's he's a good employee. <laughs> this is this will be the last time I get to do my show from the 6030, folks. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, on a on a on a on a much more professional note, I guess. Um, th- thank you very much to uh, to everybody who has showed up out at KBB Outfitters this holiday season and bought Christmas gifts through the store. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I try to do my best to thank everybody every day on on Facebook on our page and you know here on the show whenever I get an opportunity to to drop the KBV Outfitters name I'm going to take advantage of that and um, I just really appreciate all of the support that I've seen the last year with the business this week coming I I will have officially been in business for one full year which is pretty cool pretty crazy a little scary a little sketchy all at the same time. Um, but it's fun. It's good. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns about the products in which we carry, uh, feel free to shoot me a call or just follow us on Facebook. We do the What's in the Box Challenge, which is a lot of fun. It's like a crowd favorite. Um, Tammy says she has 
questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to uh, address those comments and concerns to the complaint department, which is located in the upper floor of KBB Outfitters. Um, the doorway to nowhere, uh, if you can make it in there without the use of a ladder, we will hear your complaints. Just kidding. Just kidding. Tammy, feel free to text me or whatever. Um, <laughs> Steve's out of beer. Non-pro stuff. Murdoch just showed up. Um, folks in the chat room, guests that are there, appreciate you tuning in. Again, you can utilize your social media accounts and uh, log in just like uh, the engineer Wade Hollowell has done. Uh, Mike Welsh, non-pro staff. Non-pro staff Murdoch, Steve Lester, Tammy Wilson, and the rest of uh, the crew that comes and goes throughout the chat room. Um, if you miss, if you uh, well, if you miss the show, you wouldn't be listening to me tell you how to watch, uh, listen to the show, I guess, right? So, if you have a friend that wants to find this show and listen to it for whatever reason, you can do so for free on on iTunes. This show will be downloadable probably tomorrow morning. Um, on iTunes, so feel free to do that. Also, too, don't forget, the call-in number here is always 714-816-4727. I know a couple of you guys called in tonight to listen because the the feed was a little jacked up or whatever. Um, at any time, if you're on hold and you want to talk, you want to get involved in a conversation, if you're in the chat room, just let me know, and I'll pull you off a of hold and uh, you know, let, you, let you get involved in a conversation. But with that... Here we are. We got about two minutes left till nine o'clock. Alex, why don't you go ahead and do your thing, man? Tell folks how to get a hold of you if they want to do a charter with you. Will do. Will do. First of all, let me uh, let me uh, just please ask everybody out there to um, go to No Feel No Kill on Facebook and like us, share it, invite your friends. Whatever you got to do for fight. Uh, the uh, rail banana motor zone. And, uh, we need all the help we can get. The uh, if uh, go ahead and book me, just go ahead and uh, hit the local lines charters dot com on the internet, or give me a call at three two one four eight zero three two five five. As always, I got to thank uh, Chuck over there at KBB Outfitters. You know, uh, you do a lot for me and, and uh, keeping my tackle tight and everything going and, and fish uh, fish coming in for my clients. And, and uh, there's a reason I give you a shout-out, just because it's uh, it's the service you give out to the people that I send there, too. Um, you know, so go, if you get the chance and you haven't been there already and you hear this show and you're maybe from out of town and just passing through um, on your your uh, holiday travels, uh, take the chance to stop by Titusville and uh, see Kayaks by Bo and and uh, and KBB Outfitters and all those guys over there. They're great people. Um, as always, thank you for having me on, Chuck. Uh, the Peanut Gallery, um, John and uh, and my good friend there, um, you uh, you guys are definitely doing a good job holding it down and keeping Chuck chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, to also give a quick couple shout-outs right here, Mike Welsh says he'd like to thank his sponsor, um, his wife, Ann Welsh, uh, for allowing him to do what he does, I guess. And Tammy would like to thank her uh, sponsor, Excedrin Migraine. So, um, 
I'd like to also thank my personal sponsors. Um, let's see, Fritos Lay, Doritos. Uh, I'd like to thank um, Little Debbie Snack Cakes, RCI Optics, the uh, CCA, the PFG, the KFR. No, I'm kidding. I'm just getting out of control now. Um, on a serious note, though, um, RCI Optics, Tackle Webs, Hobie, Real Adrenaline, Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventurous Custom Rods, Power Pole, Bending Branches, Paddles, and Tova Cameras, and of course, Sea Deck. And uh, I've pretty much uh, screwed the pooch now twice by getting my boat over to Sea Deck. I need to. If you are in the Brevard County, Northern Brevard County area, and you would be willing to do me a solid during the week and deliver my boat to Sea Deck for me, I'd be more than happy to take care of your gas bill for that particular week. <laughs> I have no way to tell Chuck. It. We'll make that trailer. We'll, we'll we'll make that happen, Chuck. All right. Uh, whoa. What? We'll make it happen. Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> My neighbor was about to let me borrow his sweet new F-150, which you know, we'll be doing donuts in the parking lot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, thanks, Alex. I appreciate that, man. We'll get it. We'll get it taken care of. Good deal. Um, folks, take a kid fishing or the future of our sport. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, I know I say this multiple times throughout the show. I really, truly enjoy getting your emails and answering your questions and that kind of thing. Uh, feel free to hit me up in the various ways I told you about earlier. If you're just now tuning in, redfishchuck at hotmail.com is the email address I use for the show. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't do Instagram or Twitter too often, so don't, you know, don't go there expecting to see like a bajillion pictures on Instagram. I've got like five. K- five KBB pictures outfit, total. Uh, the Outfitters has more than five because I've been doing my best to post you up on Instagram. Yeah, hashtag, KBB uh, Outfitters. Yeah, hashtag KBB Outfitters. Uh, please do me a favor if you're going to be posting stuff up about the shop or on products that you use that you got from the shop. Try to remember to do the little hashtaggy thing. That, that really helps out, and I really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to Flamingo. Uh, folks, I mean, this is going to be a big trip for me and the guys going. Um, if you have any, uh, if you have any suggestions or if you have any questions about that trip, if you want to try and tag along with us, feel free to hit us up as well. Uh, we're leaving January 2nd, coming back the 6th. And after watching Mike's, uh, Mike Kinnean's video of what they did with the last time we were down there, I am super pumped. They caught tons and tons of snook and a few reds and some jacks and all kinds of some tarpon, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, very excited about that. Don't forget, check out Wild Florida Outdoors. Uh, our boy Stephen Lester over there holding it down, doing his thing on the fly bench at KBB Outfitters. And yeah, that's it. Thank you, John. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Doug, for hanging out and, and seeing what it is that I do, and John for letting me use some of your interweb. Um, to uh, make this happen. But with that being said, everybody, oh, gourmet popcorn, go check it out. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's it. Take kid fishing or future of our sport. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a uh, safe week and you know, be nice to somebody. Do something kind for someone. Buy somebody a coffee or something when you're in line. See ya. Mm-hmm.